My next guest is truly, she's one of those people, Renaissance people. I call her that because she's been able to reinvent herself. And a lot of people, I had a degree in mathematics and I decided to be a stand-up comic. Now, if somebody asked me to do a math problem, either we're going to start fighting because I don't know, or you might call me, I thought you had a degree in math because I don't know. I reinvented myself. That's not a life that I live now. This young lady right here on the phone is a former engineer turned media personality in the area of technology and lifestyle. She is the technology contributor for ABC News, working on a nationally syndicated daytime show, Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki. Her media appearances and interviews include Good Morning America, Cheddar TV, Sirius XM, Essence, and Huffington Post. Television is one of her loves, but she is most passionate about helping people become better digital citizens. She's on the show today to talk about three apps that people can utilize to manage and improve their finances in 2020. That's what I call perfect timing. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Stephanie Humphrey. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. First of all, uh, Stephanie, it's been a long time since you've been on the show, and that's a good thing yeah. because you've been busy and <laughs> you've been so busy. You know, you're, you're regular on different shows and things like that. What, and it's about a it's about your brand. It's about putting the word out and, and maintaining credibility. What have you? Yes. Been, what do you do to maintain credibility with your voice? Because that's a competitive space. It absolutely is, and I think you have to be consistent with content. You know, there there was that whole idea of content being king that was really popular a few years ago, and that is actually still the case. Content is king. So as you're utilizing these social media platforms, as you're utilizing your website or your blog or whatever, you have to consistently be pushing out content to people around your brand and your area of expertise. Now, that does not necessarily mean that you always have to be creating content because that can get overwhelming, you know, trying to do videos every day or, or a podcast every week or whatever that looks like. But curating content is just as effective as creating content. So I do a lot of both, actually. So most days, most days of the week, Monday through Friday, I will curate content that I find on the internet and push it out and get people's opinions on it, start conversations around it, drive engagement around technology topics that I think people might be interested in. But then once a week, I actually create content as well through my 60-second tech break, which comes out on Wednesdays, which gives people a actionable, relevant little nugget of information that they can watch, learn, and then go do something with. Now, what, what uh, I'm assuming it comes out on social media. What platforms do you distribute that? Across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So I can share it on my Twitter account. Yes, you can. Yes, Please I do. I, I, you say every Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday Talking at 3 p.m., the 60-second tech break comes Adele, out. Adele, she's the program director for Money Making Conversations. So every Wednesday, we're going to start sharing her, um, you say tech break? 60-second tech break, yes. Yeah, on our, on our social media. Because I, I'm always trying to, you know, like I said, that's, the, that's a part of quality content that you're talking about. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, because I, I get a lot of people on the on my show talk about making that transition. And then I read, read everyday people who are afraid to make that transition, afraid to walk mm -hmm. away from that job, afraid, mm -hmm. fear just overwhelms them. Like I tell people, you know, my degree is in mathematics. I, I work for IBM and then I left IBM to 
become a comedian. I was already a comedian, but when you walk away from a full-time job, you're becoming a comedian for real then. That's right. I, That's I was just right. fooling around. I was just going on stage at night telling jokes. You were just you were just a funny dude at <laughs> yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, right. I, that's all I was. I was funny. Boy, that Rushon's funny. But when I left IBM, <laughs> I was a real comedian, okay? I had That's to find right. out how I was going to get a regular check on a regular basis. Now, with that being said, you're a former engineer. What, what type of engineer were you? Well, I was a systems engineer for Lockheed Martin, but my degrees were in electrical engineering and telecommunications and networking engineering. Already, oh, she's making me feel, my little math degree feels shaky right Hey, now. listen, a math degree is nothing to see that. Trust me, I know. I know. As hard as it was for me to get through calculus and differential equations, I, I know a math degree is a big deal. Oh, you make me feel good, Stephanie. But, you know, now, now here's, here's the fun part about our life. Okay, like, I went from, you know, math, IBM, computers, to com- being a comedian. Now, you kind of still maintain your... Your, your lane of communication because you stayed in technology and lifestyle. Right. So, right. so, so not saying that was, uh, but, but, but there is still a transition. So I, I ask you, okay, how, what did you get the confidence? What did you get the belief that you could do this? Or even, or did you just nurture it along? Like I was telling jokes at night. Were you like building your brand before you made the leap? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it, it really was nothing but God. I, I can't take any credit for this because this wasn't, something that I had always wanted to do and, and finally had the courage or whatever to do it. And, you know, I, I wasn't that little kid that, you know, used the hairbrush as a microphone and acted like a TV host in my <laughs> mirror. I didn't do any of that. Like I did not have any designs on being on television before I actually did it. And I just credited again to God giving me this vision and putting me in the right places at the right times to meet the right people that sort of encouraged it and planted those seeds in, in, in my you know consciousness that, hey, maybe I could actually, you know, make this work. But but no, I, to your point, I absolutely kept my day job for a long time <laughs> and, you know, worked worked the program at night on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, late night, early night. You know, at one point I was working with QVC. That's a 24 hour uh, station. So I might be there at 2.30 in the morning and have to go straight into work or, or whatever that whatever that looked like. But yeah, you definitely, you know, hold on to your, to your paycheck for as long as possible and, and get your plan together and save your money and, and figure out how you're going to maintain your lifestyle or what has to change about your lifestyle. That's the one thing I don't think people understand. Some things are going to have to change about your lifestyle when you make this transition, at least at first, you know, you're going to have to cut back on some stuff. You're going to have to, you know, maybe that vacation every year ain't going to happen. So you have to think, Think about what that all is going to look like and put that plan in place before you just jump ship. And more importantly, what I what I tell people is that eight hours, because that's a 40-hour week, gives you discipline. Say, I go to work at eight, I get off at five. When you mm-hmm. make that jump, there is no eight-hour workday. You know, in fact, you know, people will ask you, I know, because they ask me all the time, well, what, do you, what did you do today? And I look at them going, um... <laughs> You know, because I, I have the, I, I squinch. Because I go, what, what, what? <laughs> I, I was working. What are you talking about? I was working. You know, I was working. Now, if you want details, now you Sometimes need to... I need to think about what my next move is, and right. that requires right. time 
and and work and and you need to be quiet for a minute and maybe go take a walk or go to the gym. I get all my good ideas at the gym. So, there you go. You so, know, that's work too. But you know what you realize is that when you go to work, become an entrepreneur, the 24-hour clock is your work schedule. And that's so when right. people so when people ask me what I do, you know, depending on what time I get that inspiration of what time I might start working because I might Start, I get up at 4, because I, I changed my schedule. New Year 2020, I used to get up at 4.15. So I decided Ooh, in 2020, I'm going to get up at you. 4. Ooh, and so I, I get up at 4. And so so that starts my process. You know, I start my right. whole day, starts writing down different things. And then and then I drive to where I got to go, to go to my office. And then I have meetings. And then, like, it depends on the day. I might record my show. I might, I might uh, be interviewed by somebody. I might sit down and start creating different projects that I want to do in the next quarter, talk to different talents mm-hmm. that I manage. And then I might, I might not do anything that's that you can understand for the next six hours. Okay. Right. That you can understand that you can comprehend. And then all of a sudden I might go home and then all of a sudden I go to my office and I'm working again, maybe to exactly. like four or five hours doing other things. So I don't, so it's hard for me to come to tell some people, Oh, how you been successful as an entrepreneur? Because you're going to wear me out talking to me. In fact, we won't even talk that long because I would tell people when they call me and they ask me what I'm doing, I go, really, I'm not going to tell you. And it's uh, different every day. Different and then day. some days might just be admin type stuff. Look, I've been scanning receipts all day because tax season is coming <laughs> up or, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like. And I'm a night oh, owl. So, Lord. you know, some people, oh. I might tell somebody, you know, I had a nap at one o'clock in the afternoon, but I stayed up until three o'clock working, you know, cause that, that's just how my mind works. So it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to quantify for people if they're not actually doing it because it's going to be different for everybody. Cool. We're talking to technology and lifestyle expert, Stephanie Humphrey, AKA, Tech Like Steph is a former engineer turned media personality. Uh, before we get out of this break, I want to start the conversation by Till Death Do You Tweet, the program mm-hmm. that you created to educate children, parents, and professionals on the do's and don'ts of social media and how to become better digital citizens. Now, the great yeah. thing about it, I, you're going to Harvard to talk about this on uh, March of this year. Yeah. That's a big deal. So excited. That's a big deal. Now, just talk to it me is. about what exactly is Till Death Do You Tweet. It's a website, www.tilldeathdoyoutweet.com. You know, you, you managed to get that for somebody else got it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a seminar that helps people understand, first of all, the idea of themselves as a brand. You know, we just right. had that conversation. And people need to understand that it's not just entrepreneurs and celebrities and people like that that have brands. We all have brands in this day and age. Yes. And social media is the quickest way to grow that brand, but it's also the quickest way that that brand can be destroyed with just one post or one tweet or one picture. So I try to get people to understand, students especially, to understand how to manage that brand online effectively. Um, You know, we talk about cyberbullying, we talk about sexting, and we talk about your entire digital footprint as it relates to text messages, emails, social media, and and all of your electronically connected activity. Yes, this is uh, really cool because when we come back from the break, I want to talk about, you know, being able to build your brand while you're with another brand. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't understand that, you know, it's important that if you're going to step away, don't step away and then start building. No, no, it's too late. 
It's too late. It's too late. It's, it's a difficult task. And we'll talk about some of my personal experiences and my recommendations, I'm sure, because you're a person who transitioned from the white-collar world to the media world. It's an experience. We're talking to Stephanie Humphrey. We, be, we will be back with more Money-Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money-Making Conversations. I'm talking to technology and lifestyle expert Stephanie Humphrey, a.k.a. Tech Lifestyle. It's a former engineer turned media personality. I'm a former uh, math, uh, IBM executive turned comedian, turned sitcom writer, turned uh, manager of talent, turned TV producer, turned marketing and branding expert, turned host of popular Money Making Conversation podcast, syndicated radio. All those different titles that I just mentioned and I've left some out requires work, requires a whole lot of concentration, and also each one is a different brand. And so I was talking to Stephanie before we left about when I left IBM, I was telling jokes at night, you know. So it was two different worlds I was living in. I was go to work 7 o'clock in the morning, get off work, and then I stayed at the comedy club every night till like 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning. depends on when my slot was. But I couldn't allow because I stayed up late to affect my full-time job. And so it's important to understand when you start making these decisions, you can't make excuses to why you are unsuccessful over here because you're doing this over here. And a lot of people do that. Well, you know I got kids. Well, you know my car, I got car problems. Well, you know I take the bus. Well, you know uh, uh, I, 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 I... I'm, I'm on a diet. Oh, you know, Listen. I got relationship <laughs> problems. Oh, you know, you know, you no, 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 nobody know that. Nobody know that but you. So why are you telling and, me about and, your problems? And no one cares. That's what you really need to understand. Nobody cares about any of those excuses. <laughs> and you just have to, your job is to figure out how to make it work. I like stuff. I struck a nervous, Stephanie. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You learn that real early in this entrepreneur struggle. No one really cares about what you're going through. And, you know, I think on a surface level, you can get people to empathize and you, you have your friends you vet to and all that other stuff. But, but at the end of the day, it's just about the work. You know, I use, I tell this story all the time to tell people about, you know, what it takes when I was still working um, as an engineer I was also a model at QVC at the, at the network. And as I said, it was a 24 hour a day channel. So yes. I could be there at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had what I called my 2 a.m. rule. So if I, if I was at QVC and it was 2 a.m. or earlier, so 2 a.m., 1 a.m., midnight, I would go home, I would sleep, I would go into work late, and I would stay late. So I might have to be at work until 9 p.m. that next night. If it was 2 a.m. or later, so 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., I would go straight to work. Mm -hmm. And I might be the only one sitting there at 4.30 in the morning in a cubicle by myself. Mm -hmm. And then I would get to leave a little bit earlier. But but the the point is you make it work. You Mm -hmm. know, whatever you have to do to to make this dream of yours that you say you have, that you say you're so passionate about, whatever you have to do to make that work, you have to do it to make it work. And that's just the bottom line. Cool. That's why I love talking to her because of the fact that, you know, when I start telling people about my transition and the people go, oh, you wish I, you know, you know, you talented, you told jokes. And, and you yeah. had this and you had this yeah. advantage oh. and you had this person helping you and you had it. No, I had I, I had a work ethic that <laughs> yes. helped me. That's, that's it. You know. 
Let's talk. Let's get back to till death you you tweet. And I want to talk about these three apps: Mint, Acorns, okay. and Robinhood. Let's just give us okay. more detail about because it's talking about uh, the do's and don'ts of social media. What are the do's and don'ts of social media? Well, basically, just understand that anything you put out there is going to be there forever. That's why it's called till death you tweet. So that's the first thing you need to understand is that whatever you put out there never really gets deleted. It can always be recovered from somewhere. It's always searchable and recoverable. So I think with when you approach social media with that mindset, it changes what you decide to post. Absolutely. Because if you know that that's something that's going to come back to haunt you later, potentially, you will be a little bit more mindful about the kind of stuff you post. It's so we try funny to kind of get everybody to understand that and understand that it all goes into your personal brand. It all becomes mm-hmm. a part of your digital footprint. Mm-hmm. All of your electric Google, even your Google searches become a part of your digital footprint which then become a part of your personal brand. So, you know, forget about what you thought, what type of privacy you might have thought you had or or anything like that. As soon as you touch the Internet, you've created this digital footprint that's going to follow you around forever. And, it's, and she should, she's telling the truth because you always read about celebrities taking down posts. You know, but they, mm-hmm. what you read trying the post, to delete them, but then know. somebody <laughs> pull it up because they had screenshots from from two ten years ago, or you know, went to the internet yeah. archive and was able to pull it up. There's everything searchable and recoverable. Everything. Absolutely, athletes had to deal with that. A lot of that baseball player Josh Allen had to deal with a racist statement uh, that was considered mm-hmm. racist that he had to deal with when he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills because like, that stays with you. That was something he did in high school. And so right. these statements that might be jokey, jokey back then become relevant or. Or, or, or people can point a finger at you, you know, even even in comedy, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Hart had to deal with that. You know, that's why he exactly. lost the opportunity to host And it's still the dealing Oscars. with the fallout. Yes. And I think we I think we look at because the celebrity, you know, mistakes are the ones that get the publicity and, and are so high profile that none of the rest of us have to worry about that. But we still do. You know, and we. Our, the, the fact that, you know, I get fired from my job at the bank doesn't make it to the 6 o'clock news doesn't mean I ain't still going to get fired from my job at the bank. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's happening to all of us now. You know, I actually I did I did a seminar um, on Friday for a group of students, and one of the teachers came and spoke to me uh, after I finished up. And, you know, because I was telling them, like, look, college recruiters are checking, you know, potential employers are, are checking your social media. And she said when she was in college, she had an internship in the admissions department, and it was her job to look at potential students' Facebook pages all day long and <laughs> and accept or reject them based on what she found there. So it, 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 it may not be as, as obvious for all of the rest of us who aren't Oprah or Beyonce, but your social media is a big part of who you are, who people perceive you to be, and, and people are checking. Again, potential employers, potential dates. You know, if I meet somebody uh, at this point, I'm going to go check their Instagram. I'm right. going to Google them. I'm right. going to make sure that, you know, what I find about their brand online aligns with my brand. And, it, and it's something that I can, you know, get with. Absolutely. Let's talk about the, you know, always hold the financial talk till the end. You yes. know, hold my audience, you know, hold my listenership here. You have three <laughs> apps here that help you improve your finances in 2020. It's called Mint, Acorns, and Robinhood. Talk to us about those three apps. Yes. 
start so with Mint. Mint is an overall budgeting app. It's gonna you can you can attach all of your accounts to it, your bank accounts, and if you have investment accounts and things like that. But it's gonna give you that overall picture of where your money is going because you cannot get your finances on track until you know where your money is going. So it, it'll help you budget. You can actually pay your bills through that app. You can, mm. you can connect your you know your light bill account, your cable account, all that stuff, pay your bills through the app, and just keep track of where your money is going. So Mint is a really, really great, easy-to-use, comprehensive tool for that. Then you get to Acorns. Now, this is where you start saving money. Acorns is going to allow you to uh, round up. So any of the purchases you make with your bank card, it'll round that purchase up to the nearest dollar and take that, those few pennies, you know, whatever it is, and put it into an investment account and a savings account. So, you know, if you, if you don't feel like you have enough money or you're not making enough money just yet to start putting aside $500 a month or, or whatever, you can put, you could put a quarter aside, you know what I mean? Like you're not even going to miss it if you spend, you know, $6.72, that that extra 30 cents or or 27 cents, 28 cents, you're not going to miss that. (laughs) So why not just let that money start making, start working for you and and saving it without having to think about it? Let me just say, let me just interrupt there right quick, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's, I I have a jar in my house. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I get change, I just throw it in that jar. I just throw it in that jar. Right. And it's it's a fishbowl. It's like a little baby fishbowl. And so... So I, I decided to just take some of it because you can go to stores and then they, and go to this little machine and change it out and, get, and, right. and give you how much money it is. I had, I just, some of it was like $1,000. See? Just a sum that, of it. That could have been money earning interest somewhere. But I'm just letting you know what you're saying is absolutely true because you're talking about rounding up change. I was taking change, mm-hmm. but instead of just leaving it in this fishbowl, you're talking about investing in and building interest on uh, compounding along the way, which I'm just letting everybody know is that there's a lot of people do what I do. Just take change and just throw it in the corner or just take change and, and just let it just sit there and then open up a drawer. You got change in the bottom of the drawer and you, then you push it all to one corner and then you get it out and go, ooh, I got some hamburger money. You know, stuff right. like that. <laughs> and so, 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 I, so, so that's a good way of, of modernizing an old habit where it can be right. financially beneficial to you call, that's called acorns. That's called Acorn. That's going to, like I said, take, those, take that little bit of change, mm-hmm. put it somewhere where it can grow. And then Robinhood is, if once you get to the point where you're actually ready to do some, some serious investing and, and building a portfolio, Robinhood allows you to trade stocks for free. So you can buy and sell shares of any stock on the stock exchange for free. It's a, it's just a really easy way to um, to get involved and get engaged and get started because, you know, a lot of stock, you don't have to start off with, you know, Apple stock that costs $1,000 a share. You can start off with, with real estate investment trust stocks that only cost $16 a share mm-hmm. or something like that. So you, you start small and, and you build and they're actually, they're, they're actually introducing the idea of buying fractional stocks. 
Right. So right. the same the same way that Apple costs a thousand dollars, maybe I can't buy a full share right now, but I got twenty dollars. Okay. So let me start building towards the the time when I can buy a full share of Apple or or Amazon or Google or whatever. So um, it's just a great way to get involved in the stock market. It, it has tons of information that help you helps you do your research on the stocks that you're thinking about, and um, and then just kind of get involved because that's that's how you're going to build that wealth. You know, just get the paycheck. You know. Unless you plan on being the CEO, just getting a paycheck may not do it for you and, and probably won't do it for most of us. You know, people build wealth through stock purchases and, and through the stock market. Warren Buffett got rich in the stock market. He didn't right. get rich because he saved, you know, his pennies in, in his fishbowl. So it's so you want to so start thinking about, uh, you know, start thinking about that. And this is a way to do it that is not is not high risk. For you because you don't have to spend a ton of money and you don't have to spend money per transaction because once you start going to those uh, price waterhouses and and Goldman Sachs and 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 those bigger companies mm-hmm. they charge you every time you want to buy or sell a share of stock. Awesome. Robinhood doesn't do that, so it makes awesome. it takes away the barrier to entry for people that will want to get into the stock market. Mint, Acorns, and Robinhood. These are. Apps that people can utilize to manage and improve their finances in 2020. I love each one of them. Mint, you know, is awesome. Uh, Acorns, you know, I just talked about that. I just need to upgrade my program and stop throwing money in the jar and start putting it in the bank or something with this software that you have out there at Robinhood. You know, I started out buying stock to, you know, discount brokers like Charles Schwab. You know, they charge right. these fees. And you're talking about And it this was a- discount, but they were still charging you. Right. That's what I'm just letting everybody know, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, you're talking about you, I can still invest and grow my brand through that. It's just amazing what the information you always give out to us on a daily basis. This time, Stephanie, I do want to promote the fact when you go to Harvard in March to talk about Till Death Do You Paul, Do You Tweet, excuse me, Death Do You Tweet, and that's a website, www.tilldeathdoyoutweet.com for more information. Stephanie Humphrey, uh, a.k.a. Tech Life Steph, please Tech come Life back Steph. sooner. Come back sooner, okay? I will. I won't, I won't stay away too long next time. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye.